This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the American Arson Podcast. Uh, today, we have David Baki from the band Takers Levers out of California on with us. Yeah, we got a chance to know uh, David when we played some shows with them out west a couple years back. Um, and have since become really good friends. We talk about... Um, how they've been able to stand out in a scene like Los Angeles, where it seems like there's everyone is a creative or artist of some kind, um, as well as some of the awesome experiences he's been able to have from being out there and getting to work alongside some people that he looked up to in the industry um, as he was growing up as well. Yeah. And as, as we always do, when we talk to musicians, we, uh, we hear a fun tour story from him and we get into a good debate about the best gas station involved taco bell mishaps so so definitely stick around for that but uh yeah uh without further ado here's david david how are you doing today i'm doing great thank you guys for having me i'm excited absolutely man it's, yeah. it's been a little while actually the last a minute the last time we months. saw you was the the last show we played before covid Dude. shut us all down man and tell me how was that because i was standing front and center and i helped you out with the pedal <laughs> you got a, you got a front and center seat to the biggest disaster I, of our lives somehow yeah. managed to be like a part tech in that whole experience Dude, and we appreciate crazy. you man we appreciate you that was that we was need awesome to start paying you to come along <laughs> or we just tour together that would make it easy that, yeah, that, honestly that i'm i'm down for the lot let's give the audience a quick little summary of what happened are you comfortable with that well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, get it from your point of view because because that would be interesting. Yeah, we, we told it from our it. point of view already. So why don't uh, we did? I think I like the first episode we talked about that. So <laughs> why don't you I, give us your point of view of what happened? Perfect. So the night was young. It was beautiful. There was so many bodies <laughs> in Chain Reaction, California, which is a legendary venue. However, um, anybody who's from Southern California knows that Chain Reaction is a very tricky venue to get. Uh, power uh to go into your pedal boards and your amps it's a really tight stage so i'm there i'm excited because my girlfriend amber you guys hit up to do some work for you which i was really excited for mm -hmm. her to like meet you guys mm -hmm. and so set begins dude and I, like when i say it's strong and it's giving me chills is an understatement <laughs> dude like you're coming out of the gates with the with your voice the sound there is pretty pretty awesome they, like, dude, it sounds great in that room the, the 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 crew at chain reaction as small and as strange as that building is um <laughs> they have it dialed in like they just know oh, how yeah. to make it sound some shows better than others but it takes two to tango but right. you guys sounded great dude it was big in the, the <laughs> for a few seconds for a few seconds yeah <laughs> so it was building and building and dude as an audience member watching this very excited to see what happens next and the fact that i knew what happened before a lot of other people knew what happened right i mean if i i just look at your pedal board in awe because that thing how many power supplies do you have on that thing well so i took this COVID time to kind of redo it and so i'm just <laughs> I, now i i had four i had four at the time Pretend we're yeah. back in in march yeah but i cleaned it all up now now i just have two voodoo lab mondos down there that, but um, that's what i have i just yeah. have one thankfully just one but yep. still dude like the the fact that the power cut out and you guys kept your composure as as 
performers and as people and start it again. And the most beautiful thing I think to me was the crowd. The fact they that were awesome. they were cheering you on, hyping you up. I saw you guys had some friends in the crowd too, or just fans, people you didn't even know who knew every word, dude, was very chilling to watch. And as somebody who's experienced technical difficulties, the fact that you guys pushed through that set with power and grace was, man, it was very humbling to be <laughs> witness to and also know that like those are my friends. My friends yeah. were able to pull through something like that. So it's like, well, yeah, I have to yeah. say, I have to say thank you because you were extremely encouraging afterwards. Cause that was our very first face down fest. Um, and obviously we, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but we're very honored to be on face down. We yeah. love it was only our second and... show in California. Ever, the other right? one was with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, full show. We played an acoustic show the night before we played that show with you guys. But we, like a, a house, we did like a little acoustic set. But it was only our second like full show other than that one a couple years yeah. ago with you guys at, uh, what, what is that C- place C- called? CIA. That... I was talking about this the other oh, day. CIA. What an experience. Yeah. I, to say the least, man, with the shrunken heads and everything, I was like, uh, yeah, you got, yeah. you guys had Ty on here earlier too, right? We did. Ty. Yeah. yeah that, we was had, cool. that was cool. We to got see. to talk to Ty and Heck yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, first of all, so thank you so much for being encouraging and, and helping man. us do that and for jumping on the stage and um, playing electrician for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it wasn't, if, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for you, someone, one who was gracious enough to do that and someone who ha- we knew that was there and and knew us and was willing to get up there and do that, but also knew the venue and kind of knew what was going on. We probably, we would have been really screwed. I think, I think what I do, because whenever I attend shows that my friends are playing and I'm not playing, you still have this um, like push or pull to the stage and tech and all of that. Like you, you, no matter what you you're there, you're kind of the backup. So when something like that goes wrong, instinctually I wanted to hop up on stage because you guys are my friends but what made me even more comfortable to do it was like three weeks prior I played that venue and I was having a problem with my power too (laughs) so I'm like I know this dance I know this drill let me hop on stage try that one try this one let's unplug that let's do that but we appreciate um, that man so why don't you you saved our (laughs) butts why don't you um why don't you tell everybody uh who doesn't know um who you are and who you play with and all that good stuff Absolutely. So my name is David. I am the singer and a guitar player in a band called Takers Leavers. Um, we've been around, we've been doing the thing for a few years now, but I would say within the past year, year and a half, we've found our solid lineup, our family um, and our crew. And our, our, it's, it's getting bigger, but um, we've got music all over social media, Spotify, iTunes. You can look it up. Uh, honestly, what are your, what are your, uh, your tags tag so instagram and twitter is just at takers levers not takers and levers or takers or levers it's a very <laughs> common mistake and it happens so frequently like we just played i mean one of our last shows that we played in february we pulled up to this venue in uh, i think it was tucson tucson arizona and on the billboard it said takers and levers and half of me was just like yeah it sounds about right you know yeah but um at takers levers facebook slash takers levers it's all pretty simple because um i got in there real early 
I got cool. in there real early yeah. and saved all, you know, signed up cool. for everything. So. And if, if you're looking for an introduction to Taker's Levers or you have not heard Taker's Levers, I personally would direct you toward the most recent music video that you guys put out, um, which is incredible. So um, the, so the vibe I can only describe as sort of like Mad Max meets the cave scene from uh, Empire Strikes Back. From Empire Strikes yeah. Back. What's yes. A, so yes. <laughs> can you give us a, a little bit of insight into um, into what's going on uh, in that video? Because I, I watched it and I think I maybe am more confused afterwards than I was <laughs> beforehand. I was loving it, but I was like, I love this, but I don't, don't know where it's going I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. It actually started out, um, the, the three songs that the band and I recorded, we all kind of, package them together and realize hey these these songs all kind of speak a story together mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't have any concept story nothing behind it they were just three really cool songs which the lyrics kind of tied in but nothing grand so i was sitting there one day and we were discussing music videos and i looked at amber and i'm like hey we should do something really cinematic um and amber has done most of our video work and would swear by she'll it look, yeah, yeah she's she's yeah. sitting here but even if she wasn't i would still say the same exact <laughs> she's thing. awesome yeah she's, she's definitely awesome she wants and to if, say hi to you guys after all this is <laughs> if anybody watches the video they'll get that tell right her, away tell her we so. gotta have her on too yeah, yeah you're gonna absolutely. Have, you're gonna have to get on here too they said <laughs> so yeah we gotta yeah. do an episode with her yeah definitely she's down she's super down awesome um but so the the whole concept and the story of that video was kind of a it stemmed off of one experience that I had about, I think it was last summer or early or late spring, early summer, me and some friends, we decided to go to the beach. Um, one of the friends was Amber and then um, our drummer, Rob, our friend Darnell, who sings in a band called Farewell, amazing band. Um, and then uh, Karim, our bass player. I feel like I've heard that name before. You, you might have. Um, I think they came across my spot. I'm pretty sure they came across my Spotify. You probably <laughs> have. Be discover. Because I think for a minute, um, under Taker's Levers is uh, fans of, or like uh, you may also like, you guys right. were there. And right next to you guys was Farewell. So I wouldn't oh, cool. be surprised nice. if that like wove in. Um, but we all went to the beach and I, you know, we all kind of got a little tipsy and did our own thing. And I ended up apparently, I guess, um, I don't know if I got really lightheaded. We were hanging out on some rocks. I ended up almost passing out. I guess I came to with four of my friends carrying me. And they were what? like, dude, we freaked out. We went from happy, joyful, chilling and looking at the beach to instantly like we need to take care of this person. It was yeah. a really strange, um, beautiful bonding, scary bonding moment that we all had. And we had, we kind of sat in silence and in peace for about 20 minutes afterwards. And I think that moment kind of inspired something in my head to kind of dig deep and figure out why, why did I do that from uh, experiencing something like that? It's, it's frightening because I came to totally fine. I'm like, why are you, why are you guys carrying me? You told me right. down. And they're like, dude, you have no idea from our perspective. We saw you shaking, convulsing. And I was, it kind of gave me chills. So I, I dove in and I started writing the story of somebody who has been, fleeing from his demons for years and it's not a strange concept to any of us but yeah. it's something that i've kind of uh been battling for a lot uh, a lot longer than i would like to admit um and so it's it's kind of like a self-reflection so i i started talking to my friend ian who actually plays the protagonist um the dude who's great at cardio and is running the whole time. Yeah. He, he basically, <laughs> him and I kind of discussed it. We're like, yo, we should write these music videos into kind of like a cinematic story. 
Now, Amber and I, in the early stages of it, had been going back and forth talking about cool shots and things like that. And she mm-hmm. loves to travel. And, you know, shooting a band performance shot is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I personally kind of wanted to move away and do something more cinematic. So we got together mm-hmm. and we tried to piece this story together, albeit we are very young story writers. So we're still trying to figure out how to uh, tell a story visually with a song that was pre-written there. Right. Um, but a, a short synopsis, it starts out, um, there's a pre, pre-story, that little pre-minute long intro where it's a the protagonist walking on the beach, he's being introspective, he's reflecting on everything. Um, and being on the beach is very important because there's a divide. The, the sand symbolizes something that he's comfortable with, solid ground, things that he knows. And the beach symbolizes obscurity, something that he can't really physically grasp and the magnitude and um, the majesty of the ocean is wonderful, but it can be intimidating. And as you pull back, you see this, this spirit, or uh, as we've tagged him, a Shinigami, which in Japanese uh, is a spirit or a demon that leads people to their death. And so it kind of gave us like this cool, chilling concept. And we decided, what if the story started with the protagonist basically waking up in a barren, weird desert that kind of feels like limbo, another planet almost. And he's being chased by these four unknown beings. Super, like zombie-esque mad maxi in a way yeah (laughs) um so he's being chased by these people and he has no idea why however when they catch up to them they don't physically start beating him or harming him they're just pulling him they're pulling him away from something and as he's running away he sees that shinigami beckoning him so these people are chasing him and that thing's not in beckoning him so the first thing he thinks is i'm gonna run away from these people i'm gonna run towards that thing Mm -hmm. what does that thing symbolize it ends up symbolizing um, these, I, I, without giving too much away, it symbolizes these, um, these demons and these things that we justify for ourselves. We think because it's not hurting us and it's beckoning us that we should walk towards it. We should open up. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the next video, I hope, will clarify a little bit more about who those five yeah, people. Don't, yeah, don't give away more than you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a little, it, it's a basic story of, coming to realize what it is that's truly bringing you down is it um something that on the surface seems scary or is it something that's a little bit deeper that's actually pulling you down um so there's a lot of there's a lot i can dive into but um yeah well you can tell us more about it after and then we'll leave we'll you guys watching you all have to go follow takers levers and then wait for the next next video to drop to find out what happens (laughs) you gotta do it dude that's the only way I think this is, you know, leaving some of that element of mystery is, I mean, you know, this is why you see, um, aside from the commercial reasons, but this is why you see a lot of narrative that are told in, in like trilogies, um, whether it's a movie or whether it's a book series or something like that, because um, there's that air of mystery that you can keep going longer and even have sort of like, what is an, an, yeah, or an artificial conclusion, yeah. like the video ends, right? But we see uh, right on the title screen, and even if you were like to look up the song on Spotify, right, the subtitle is is Act One, Act one. Um, and so <laughs> everybody knows like there's more coming for this. Yeah. Now, I, I guess I have to ask this from a, a practical side: Has any of that storytelling experience um, been affected now uh, due to due to COVID, or since it's kind of 
since it's a visual narrative that's being shot, is that something that you guys are still able to go ahead with or, or how's that been unfolding? It's, it's a, there's actually like a sweet limbo that we're in right now. It okay. has been affected only because we wanted to use many um, like state parks and things like that. Okay. The, the, the tricky thing with state parks is a lot of them don't allow for drone shots. Um, reason hmm. being, hmm. Um, and a lot of people didn't know this. I didn't know this until yeah. we did this. But the reason being is when you uh, start flying a drone in places where there's wildlife who have never seen a drone before, it could really screw up the ecosystem there. It could really mess up a lot of right. things, how, hmm. how they grasp their environment. Like, wait what is that type is that a thing? predator or, yeah yeah exactly so it could really mess up a lot of uh how the wildlife actually um basically oh, lives yeah. in those areas and it's 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 kind of yeah. like taking a rock from a public park or something like that it's just very heavily frowned upon but this is more so there's there's laws against it right i mean you can be fined up to like several hundred dollars up to a few thousand mm-hmm. so we've had to be very particular with the locations that we've gotten to, but I think the hardest thing about it isn't finding locations and things like that. It's the actual storytelling. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's us going, <laughs> oh crap. So how do we do this now? Okay. Um, well, how does this come across on camera? Mm-hmm. Like how does, as I think when I think up like, or try and think up ideas for, you know, more cinematic style music videos that we could do that that seems to be the hardest part like i get these grand like oh this would be sweet and then i think well uh, actually that's probably not that logical all we need is a helicopter and pierce brosnan (laughs) and like several machine guns and like we could do something awesome dude on on that note though i am so blessed to be working with one of the sickest crews like there are times where like i i think of something and i'm like i don't know if that's possible and i'll tell amber and we figure it out yeah. And that's that's the coolest thing. Ian, the protagonist, is uh, he's an, uh, not just an aspiring actor. He's, like, nailing these parts, and he's doing really well. He's actually pushing me, asking me, what, what am I feeling here? What is this emotion? Right. Am I angry? Can we do this here? And I'm like, yeah, 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 for sure. Help. Like, yeah. that, it, it helps. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think the hardest thing isn't um, COVID because, again, we're going out to these big wide open places and parks okay. and things like that. Random abandoned places where nobody's really going to, uh, you know, give us any trouble. Right. But yeah. it's the writing of it, which mm-hmm. I realize I'm starting to get not overwhelmed, but I'm learning to respect the craft of writing a cinematic section or a plot section of uh, not just a music video, a simple story, dude. Like, yeah, for, for sure. Along those lines. And, and I don't want to give too much away for anybody that hasn't seen the video, but there's a shot um, that sort of ends the video of um, what looks like a, of some sort of hole in the ground or a cave mm-hmm. being closed up by a rock. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to ask about shooting that scene, um, but then just sort of from a creative perspective, because, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Is that something where you guys, you saw the location and you were like, wow, this would be super cool if this guy's trying to escape from this hole right at the end. Or did you write that? And then you're like, okay, cool. Now we have to go find a cave. (laughs) Okay. So so we wrote in a cave, but to be honest, I wrote (laughs) in the word grotto. Okay. Just as kind of like a, a big open area, but something that had uh, rocks and rusty dark vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we wrote it, I realized I didn't know where any caves were. So I started <laughs> asking around. I'm like, this, you know, I asked some coworkers, and one of my friends told me, 
if you've ever heard of the Mojave Desert, there's a mm -hmm. place called the Lava Tubes in the Mojave Desert. And it's these really mm -hmm. sweet, um, for lack of a better word, caves that kind of go and have holes and little random spots that peek out. And when you okay. catch the sun just right, dude, it's, it's such a um, breathtaking like visual that you'll see like this. I'll send you guys pictures um, and maybe, yeah. maybe you can slap them up. Yeah, but absolutely. They, yeah. They're, they're really, it's a very beautiful cinematic location. So when we went in there, the initial idea was to have him running. And as he's running towards the entrance of a cave, you see a big boulder, obviously, to close off. Close, right, yeah. I, yeah. I don't have a big boulder. I'm not strong enough to close. <laughs> not, not even 10 of us are strong enough to, you know, push it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yet. But the end of, the, what ended up happening is we looked up and we're like, hey, okay, when you're hiking down into the location, you can see on the ground as you're walking, there's a hole in the ground and you look down and it literally goes down into the bottom of that cave that you'll end up descending into. Okay. So what we did was we kind of on spot changed it. We looked at it and we're like, well, what if we did this? We took one of Amber's reflectors and we started to have our friend Jordan, who was assisting us basically like move it in front of the hole as he was up top. And we were down there and had Ian kind of climb up and just pretend like he was like, no, you know, like, please don't close. That was the only right. exit out. Right. And as, as he mm. tries to escape, it shut off. And we were instantly, when Amber got the shot, she was like, yeah, that's the one. This looks so cool. Yeah. And it really once, does. Dang, yeah. yeah it, it was beautiful. And it was definitely a, a spur of the moment thing. It's a great conclusion to the video, but also it's a conclusion, like I said, that's sort of a false conclusion, and, and it it leaves the um, the viewer and listener, I guess, simultaneously, um, you know, wanting more because obviously the story can't be over because this, yeah. this he's not just he, he didn't just die. I mean, you know, immediately yeah. there's something there's something that's going to happen now. Um, so that's really cool. Is, or is that um, is that a place that anybody can just go and, and hike in or did you have to is that i.e are you gonna take us right 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 I don't I'm, like, I'm asking selfishly now like i want to go to the Dude, lava tubes i i a would love for you guys to come visit b yes because i think you would not only be in awe of the lava tubes but the mojave desert in general is such a beautiful place to go to we went to um uh, in in that video as well if you you see him running across these like plains fields of sand Mm -hmm. That's also in the Mojave Desert. It looks like you're in like the Sahara Desert. It really did. Yeah. yeah. It was it's yeah. it's crazy and it was just maybe like a 2-3 hour drive from LA. Awesome. So, Not yeah, bad. you can go the the, the the downside is to get to the tubes, you need a car that can go off-roading to a certain extent. Okay. So, I have a Jeep. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> there, yeah, now we have an excuse yeah, to bring a Jeep. So. Yeah, 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 bring it down. No, that's it. <laughs> there we go. Um now that's Man, now that you say that, like the fact, I think every time I am on the western half of the country, like specifically out closer to the the west coast, like it it blows my mind. Like I feel like, obviously, there's all the the like the, I guess more famous or more notable spots. Yeah. There's the Yosemite's. There's the Grand Canyon. There's all that stuff out west. But I feel like I hear about or find or see something new, like every yeah. time i'm out there that i'm just like i feel like i'm on a whole another planet yeah like, dude you're, you're like, you, you don't like every every you know 
hour or two you drive there's something else you're in you're in a desert you're in the mountains you're in the canyons you're on the beach you're on the side of a cliff like it's that's i mean it's such i mean such a a a cool aspect of it but i feel like it would be super inspiring as an an artist to probably make sense why a lot of artists end up moving or gravitating out west towards california yeah the 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 crazy thing is when people would say why do you like california so much i used to early on say us because there's you know la's there and san diego's there and i i do music and that's like the place you want to be and it stopped being that way it started moving into the fact of like when we go on tour and I'm in like Texas, I feel landlocked. I'm already used to the beach to where I'm like, I need to feel that breeze. I, I don't know where it is. <laughs> but aside from that, the, the scenery is gorgeous, man. Like Northern California is one of the most green spots in the country. Mm-hmm. And then you get to places like the Mojave Desert and as as uh, intimidating as it can be, it's still so beautiful, dude. It's, it's, um, it's very inspiring, dude. Je- but- like Jesse, you said it best. It's so inspiring for artists. I think, yeah, the, the, the physical natural beauty is incredible. Um, but that there's also the, this aspect of being located in an area where everybody's doing something creative. Everybody has a project that they're working on, uh, whether it's a band or whether it's, you know, something with film or, 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 you know, you name it. Um, what is that like being in just this, uh, this chaos, this tidal wave of, yeah, of, of everybody doing something creative and trying to get the attention of, of the people around you. That's what I was going to say. Like, even along those lines, like how, how do you stand out as a musician or as an, you know, actor or creative in general, just in, in that market? Like, is it, is it as tough as it may seem from the outside or is it, do you, is that not really something that comes across your mind very much? I really like this question a lot because I think about this a lot and I, I, uh, I dive into the whole notion of, Oh, you live in California. That's where all like everything's happening. Um, it, it is definitely very tricky because you can easily get caught in what's called the, the like that California mind state of part of my French, but like, I'm the shit. I, I mm-hmm. we're, we're, we live here. We're, we're the, we're the band. Um, we have 30 people, 40 people coming to our shows, this, that. Um, and I'm not going to specifically give any names because I can't recall them off the top of my head because I don't really allow them to live here much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I learn a lot from touring bands and bands that have don't live here and have that whole foundation of putting yourself out on the road, humbling yourself, experiencing different artists and going, Hey, look, I don't have to be, for lack of a better phrase, um, a California jerk in order to thrive at my art. Music's not going anywhere, man. Yeah. We can both have our fan bases put together, and that's just more music for them to listen to. Yeah. There is no yeah. competition in this. We can have 100,000 post-hardcore bands or 100,000 metal bands, and that's just better for everybody. Now, the tricky thing is, yes, that whole competition of like you have this band who doesn't want to help that band because they want to be the one band to make it. And I think that's so poisonous, dude. We, um, we're really good friends with a handful of bands that share a like-minded friendliness and um, desire to kind of stray away from the crabs in a bucket mentality and basically give each other a helping hand. 
And it's very tricky, man. It's very hard, especially out in a scene like this where um, you want to be as friendly as possible. You show up early and you stay late and you listen to everybody set and buy shirts, support. Not everybody does that. And that's okay. Um, but I think it says a lot about the bands who do make it. It's patience, perseverance, and how you conduct yourself. So out here, there's a lot of people with that pseudo mentality of, hey, I'm a rock star. I'm going to get famous. But it doesn't work that way. There is, it's the internet, man. Anybody can be a rock star and famous. So the question right. that you ask, like, yeah. how do you stand out? You go a little extra further with your music videos. You think about something a little bit more creative. You take little risks, but you don't dog anybody else down. Your music, you take an extra two or three days to perfect it. You invest a little bit in somebody you trust to make it sound good. And you humble yourself. You take away the idea of, my shit doesn't stink. Let me trust somebody else to give me a perspective and not get hurt when they give me that perspective. And, yeah. I, you know, yeah. uh, as musicians, I'm sure you guys can attest to this. When somebody critiques your music, whether it be positive or negative, you're still going to be like, mm-hmm, carry on, continue. Right. Yeah. Type thing, you know, like it, it always hurts, but it's the ability to. Then you see it, you hear it back on the flip side and you're like, oh shoot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes so much sense yeah you know like yeah. so i try to i think um what me and the rest of the, the the family does is we try to uh pull ourselves away from the california mentality and i hate using that word because california is a beautiful place and the people here are amazing they can be um but uh <laughs> as with anywhere as with yeah. anywhere yeah but I, I really i truly believe it's a matter of um not worrying really about the people around you and it's it's worked out for us because we have great friends we have great fans we have um a, a bunch of positivity and people that are excited to see what's next um so it's it's hard because we want to be friends with everybody right but mm -hmm. you can't win them all and yeah. so we've stopped trying to be those band that band that tries really hard and the group of artists that tries really hard and we just genuinely allow ourselves to be comfortable with each other and that kind of just attracts a good group of people. So anytime you, when you guys come That's down, we, we put on a show, yeah. dude, you guys will be playing with some of the most down to earth people. Um, some of the greatest musicians out here. And I'm very honored to be a part of it. I just, I, I, I understand where that question comes from. It's a loaded question. So <laughs> as long as we're playing and eating in and out with you, yes. we, we don't care. <laughs> well, a thousand times over. <laughs> I love the, um, I love the point there about being humble because um, realistically for, for any mountain that we've climbed and for any barrier that, you know, we've broken, um, there's somebody out there that's doing something, you know, so, so much further beyond it. You know, I mean, we, you know, we think we, we had a lot of plays on our last video, but uh, the reality is that there's a 14 year old kid um, talking about the latest set of Pokemon cards <laughs> and he's getting, you know, <laughs> 1.8 million views every day or something like that. And so, um, you know, I think that that's something that's such a good lesson. I think that, um, that we could sit here and say, oh yeah, every young, young band should, should do this. And, th and that would be correct. However, it's also a good lesson for us, um, to continuously remind ourselves every time we taste a little bit of success or, I mean, I'm sure you get done making a video like the one you guys made and you look at that and you think, this is it, right? This is Man, like, I just yeah. did, like, 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 I'm probably never going to do something cooler than this. <laughs> um, and, and, and then, you know, but that you have to step back and, and, um, and, and recognize that, 
you know, there are people out there that are going to love it. There are people out there who are, are going to hate it. And then there's the, the third crowd that I think is the, is the most frustrating one um, that they're not even going to bat, bat an eyelash and they're just going to move right along. And, they, and you know, they're going to, they're going to watch, um, you know, they're going to make, they're going to watch that episode of the office for like the seventh time or something mm-hmm. like that instead yeah. of giving your video three and a half minutes or something and like that. Dude, so yeah. being understanding that, like, that's a great way to break it up. Those three types of people, you know, obviously somebody's going to love it. Somebody's going to hate it. And there's the in-between. And I realized... It's kind of a lukewarm, just like... Whatever, meh. yeah. Like, skip video, you know? Meh. Yeah. The, the, the meh factor. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Those, I realized there was a point where I feel like I exhibited that. I exhibited the, eh, I'm not even going to give this a chance, skip. And I would end up rediscovering something that I skipped and being blown away by it. And so yep. I stopped, I stopped being that type of person. I remember embracing some of those, like, I don't really care for it. And I'll skip. Something. I can't tell you how many songs in like artists I found on spot. Spotify does their like discover weekly yeah. like yeah. playlist for everybody on Mondays. And so like, I, sometimes I would go there and I would just hit shuffle. If I had like a lot of driving to do that day, mm-hmm. just kind of didn't know what to listen to. And I would just hit shuffle. And lots of times earlier on, I would just like, I would hear the first like few seconds of an intro. And if it was like, eh, I would just kind of like, eh, skip next it, one, right? Eh, next, eh, next. And then I started forcing myself to just like hit play on that discover playlist and just, just let it run. Listen. And there was so many like bands that I found that I ended up loving <laughs> that like, if I had just judged, like I had heard the first, you know, few seconds or the intro or whatever, just kind of like, eh, all right, move on. Like, but then as I listened through the song, as I would go and check out their discography and like some of the other things and listen to a music, like a song or a mu- see a music video and, and watch it in context, I would start to think, oh, it connects man, a little like, bit I more. I dig yeah. this, like the, like the, the greater picture, maybe, maybe one song wasn't my favorite, but I found some th- things I liked about it yeah. and connected to with it. So then I would go listen to another one of their songs and that one was, was the banger. One. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is sick like you said like yeah i think just being patient and like trying to it's tricky because there is that the attention span with everybody is so short and and that that middle of the road crowd that's just going to be scrolling past like trying to get them to stick around for long enough the secret is how to get them dude like that's like how do you get that person to say oh you know what I will give this a chance because the the people who love your music are going to love your music, but the people yeah. who don't like your music are either going to continue to dislike it or you'll do something that'll change their mind. But that's a tiny group. The in-between is the it's mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. it's crazy. And that's the, that's why I, to me, as I started observing um, how a lot of bands and creative groups were releasing their music, I and the, never I'm never going to down talk any type of performance video. I think they're cool and they can be done very well. But my philosophy behind just seeing a band play live or play their instruments in a video and the entirety of the video is that is I guess I could come I I would like to come see you play it live. I I want to see how your art speaks to you and it's cool that if it's performance that's great. I think it looks dope, but I think that's why I wanted to start doing something different visually and doing mostly yeah. a cinematic thing, you know, really challenging Amber to push herself to do some really cool stuff, see what she can do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that I feel like doing some weird stuff like that is 
an idea or an attempt to tap into that third group, the Meg. Group. We call it we call it weird, but in reality, it's just it's just incredible. It's, it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, man. I, I you guys haven't done one video that I haven't liked. Yeah. So well, I, I wonder too. That if, a lot, if, dude. I I think there's a there's a big element of, of what you said. Well, well, two things I want to get to. The first, uh, what you said there about um the the performance video aspect that if it's if you're just sitting there you're just playing the song yeah i'd like to go see you live and jesse and i actually talked about that when we were getting ready to do the unbreakable video like what is it well, which is gonna be a sick video dude. two dudes sitting in their rehearsal space just yeah. playing the song yeah. and at first we thought well it's kind of vanilla but hey at least there's something visual going along with the song there's not a whole lot we could do right now because yeah covid yeah. times at that know. time it was like it was the first few weeks of covid yep. totally. so yep. which we was a scary time dude that right. was a yeah. frightening but, time but i and i and so i wonder and i hadn't thought about this until you said that i wonder if that video would have done even you know half as well even 10 percent of of you know what it's done which it, it blew up beyond what we could have ever imagined dude um, you guys we nailed it I, I loved it i know like i was well, just like i don't prefer doing <laughs> it but i still it, it no you can but see this is passion and emotion I, and i appreciate that but i but yeah. i still i still wonder if we weren't in this era where you really do not have the option to go and see a band play live right now if it would have gotten that kind of traction and i you know i think maybe that people um looked at it and said uh, and just was like man i miss this i miss yeah. this feeling of just looking at you know just seeing two you know seeing a couple a people play, a couple play, people music, play yeah. um because we can't really get that then right there's now. the people asking if if our drums are really mic'd and like, <laughs> <how> <laughs> i think some people don't really understand what how a music video works but how do literally like how does how do those drums sound so good with just one mic? <laughs> <laughs> did they think it was a stream like a live right. stream Right, I know. Oh. Seriously, yeah, I wish. I wish that's what we sounded like on live stream. But the other thing that I wanted to point out was um, what Jesse said about um, skipping over something quickly right at the beginning. Um, and I think that as musicians, do we want to live in a world where we are judged on the first five to 10 to 15 seconds of our song? Because um, it's not just about yeah we talk about you know society as a whole having shorter attention spans but if we as musicians can't even make it through 5 10 15 seconds of a song then that really is going to speak to what kind of songs are we going to start writing i mean does do every song have to go song? straight into the hook does every song have you know what i mean that's really yeah gonna limit obviously <laughs> well, I, re just I, I remember going to um, song Right. I, I remember with a, a previous band going to a, a music conference and they had part of what they had going on at the conference was a panel of, you know, music uh, industry experts or whatever it happened to be. And you could drop your CD in this little box and then it would go into this rotation and they would listen to the song. At least this is what we called. They were going to listen to the song and then they were going to critique it like, OK, this is awesome. You know, we we probably need to get knocked down a notch anyway. So let's listen. Yeah, humbled. And then we, as soon as the, as soon as the panel started, we realized something that we hadn't heard before, which is that they were only going to listen to the first 30 seconds of the song. And the song that we put in had an intro and then a verse. And so we never, it never made it to the chorus. And one of the things that the judges said was, um, well, if you hadn't gotten to your chorus in the first 30 seconds uh, anyways, then, um, you know, it's not something I'm, I'm, uh, willing to listen to anyways I don't really care about it and I started to think about when he said that um, every time I listen to a song now uh, and this could be you know if it's my favorite song in the world did the chorus come up in the first 30 seconds 
no but this is like my favorite song in the world and yeah what dude, if i only so tricky what if that was my criteria you know you'd have to cross off probably my you know uh 400 of my top 500 favorite songs if the yeah, chorus had to appear in the first 30 um, seconds can so i ask you a I, question yeah what um this music conference who were these people judging it and were there was there any like notoriety or you know this was this names? was probably eight nine years ago this was a different band at the time so i couldn't even tell you uh i just remember being so bummed when i found out it was, was that be the one seconds. in pa that sucks dude. uh not the one that we played together it was a different one it, it was, was also in pa one. but it, yeah different one so um and, and it was i mean it was a bigger it was a bigger festival they had bigger headliners it was a large very large venue yeah um and so i'm sure the people you know was it like those, about the... those slightly past it like big rock artists <laughs> you know what like, honestly like, like today or something like i'm that. old at this point i mean it could have been like cardboard cutout of homer simpson and i wouldn't be able to tell you now it's like, <laughs> like seven years ago eight. might as well have been three centuries ago at we this got point, scott but... stapp here to judge your uh, <laughs> dude judge yeah, your I music. Wanna, yeah i would definitely put that hey high key mark tremonti is a fantastic guitar player he oh, is I a know very people want to say creed is whatever but dude you can't talk crap on mark tremonti's finger plucking skills Oh yeah, you listen. To, you listen to his his Tremonti stuff, and it's just him just shredding. What's that out. other band that he plays in? Uh, it's not uh, Creed. Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge, yeah, yep. kills it, dude. <laughs> but I, I would like to go back to that because that is a fear and a um, not a fear, but it's something that I think about frequently when I write music, and I don't ever want to. Obviously, as a writer, as a storyteller, we never want to bore anybody, mm -hmm. but. If I put down a book that I wasn't immediately immersed in by the first two or three pages, I wouldn't have discovered some of my favorite books. Same yeah. thing with movies. Um, and so I think that's very important of you uh, to say, Jesse, especially right now to me, because there are times where I notice if a song doesn't catch me within a few seconds, I tend to fast forward a little bit and then skip. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to put that off. I want to take my attention span and pull it back. But the unfortunate situation you got thrown into, Evan, was actually something I kind of sat through in a uh, composition class that I took in college once. Oh, man. Yeah, it was really weird, dude. There was 20 of like uh, some of the coolest musicians I'd ever met, but they're just definitely local dudes. However, mm -hmm. when you're new to a, a school and you don't know anybody – these 20 musicians all seem, and they're all friends with each other. You definitely, oh, yeah. the intimidation factors. Yeah. Dude, it was freaky, man. <laughs> um, so we had two major songwriting projects that we had to do. The okay. first one um, was at the beginning of the course, and the last one was at the end of the course to kind of show your growth. Yeah. First one, I basically wrote the song. I thought it was cool. And at the end of it, they critique the song. Everybody in the class critiques the song, not just the teacher, the, the students and everything. And dude, have you ever seen a potato go through a, a slicer and you just end up making ha hash browns? That's how my, dude, my spirit felt like that potato. And those kids just diced me up, dude. And the feeling, like you, like you said it, I, I was brought down a few notches. 
I oh, there was man. no choice you but to from, kind of sit there. You went from steak steak fries to hash browns, just Dude, like that. Dude, <laughs> insta hash browns, bro. I was sitting there just toasted. I was sweating. I kind of slumped down yeah. in the seat. I thought I thought I was like the stuff, dude. I thought what I brought to the God, table was cool. I could use some hash browns right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had some. They uh, did breakfast is good any time of day. Yeah, absolutely. I agree on 100%. that. Um, That's but, tough, man. Yeah, man. But uh, <sighs> mind you, by the end of the class. Uh, not only did everybody was everybody blown away by the song that I wrote, I got the highest grade in the class, which is oh, such awesome. a crazy thing. But it required me every day after that first day, I, I asked questions. I was patient. I listened to the entirety of their songs. I, I, I analyzed everything that I could, and I didn't put anybody else before anybody else. I kind of said, look, the way you speak and will eloquently explain to me you know, something is different than the way this person will. And you guys could be explaining the same exact thing, but it could be in your own unique ways. He might do it a little bit easier for me to digest and he might do it a little bit easier for you to digest, but I have to be patient enough to listen to both perspectives. And so that, that kind of carried me through for a little bit. But again, as we all talked about it and as the scene changed and as singles became more of a thing, my attention span started to, uh, deteriorate or atrophy. So I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's actually going to push yeah. me to re-listen to the entirety of a song and be patient with certain things. Well, and I hope yeah. I hope yeah. anybody who's listening to this would apply that to your latest single as well, because yeah. as as it comes on, it's fast and furious. And if you're somebody who's like, I don't love hardcore, you might be. It, it's good hardcore, but if you don't, if you don't love hardcore, you might be tempted to skip it, and then you would miss out on the sweetest and most beautiful six eight time signature <laughs> chorus Dude, yeah. that anybody could ever deliver um so don't do that even if you're not a fan of hardcore stick with it and um there's a little bit of sweet to go with that salty for sure always man there always has to be a little <laughs> bit of sweet to go with that salty i use Love food that. metaphors a lot of my friends like are um <laughs> they they know me as the food metaphor guy and the reason why okay. i use it is because you can, every most people well, can I see relate the to banana it. on the wall behind Do you, you like dude it's a light i yeah. I, I had amber turn it is on it really it's too bright though oh <laughs> yeah i was dude. yeah you, you could did she I, I wish i could give you guys a spin you're on you're on my computer but she went crazy with this room and got all these tapestries there's they're on the ceiling this oh, little cool. section right here i don't know if you can see it there's like a little shiny thing right here it's just out of the view not really just barely yeah, yeah. Oh, there we there go. It is. Yeah. There we go. It's a yep. bunch of little mirrors that she stacked up. You can oh, see cool. them right here. Dude, Dang. this whole room is like vibed out. It's awesome. It's a cool it creative space. Sick. I like it. Yeah. I dig it. But the food analogies I use a lot because most people can relate to it. Like I'll always explain a song yeah. as like a cake. You know, like you don't want to put too much frosting on it. You want to understand that the baking process is very important. You can't just pile the ingredients on it, which is mixing. And then you have to master it by putting it in the oven and gluing everything together. Wow. So I do this all the time with yeah. almost everything. So if I do that a few <laughs> times. Uh, no, please keep going because it's going to encourage me to eat. After <laughs> I've, been trying to find, I've been trying to find the excuse. Oh, man, eating. I, uh, oh, I, miss, yeah. I miss trying different places on tour, man. Like just well, we were going to we were going to ask you about that because I think every time that we've had a musician on lately and we're all lamenting the loss of, you know, being able to be out on the road and be in different places. So yeah. one of the things that we've done to kind of, um, you know, warm everybody's hearts and, and remind everybody of the road <laughs> is is ask uh -oh. if they have a uh, 
a fun or crazy or self-deprecating uh, tour story that they'd be willing to share with us. Um, or a couple. If or, you can't yeah. think of just one, I know, I know it's tough. Or like, it doesn't have to be like, of the embarrassing variety, even if it was just wild, like I, I can. I, those I, aren't I, bad, though. Last, uh, yeah, last, last yeah. guy we had launched himself headlong into a tire, so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, mine's not that bad. It's actually kind of silly, and if you've been behind the wheel of the van and trailer, you'll kind of understand the struggle and like how dumb you would feel after. But okay. it's like two o'clock in the morning. I think I can't remember where we were leaving from and going to, but I just remember two words: Taco Bell. <laughs> I was so excited for this dude. And we just had a few beers like previously. And, you know, obviously like when you stop drinking and you sober up, you end up becoming, that's this insatiable hunger that <laughs> usually only things like Taco Bell and Del Taco can satisfy. A hundred percent. So I'm ready to go. I'm driving. I'm up for a good solid three hour drive. I had need a, that five, five dollar box. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting dude, for it. I actually had evolved into uh I had a specific order. I would do two gordita crunches, a chalupa, a crunch wrap supreme, and two Dorito tacos locos. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were yeah. dialed in. <laughs> you were there for yep. it. <laughs> I it's it was at a point where I'm like, you know what? We had a band budget a day for like food. And yep. I that day I hadn't touched anything. So I'm like, I'm I'm going crazy. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> and I'm driving too. So not thinking, I'm for some reason, mentally in the mode of I'm in my 2001 Honda Civic, I can go anywhere. <laughs> Most of everybody's passed out in the back. I have, I think, my buddy Darnell sitting um, in the passenger seat, but I'm not thinking. I start driving directly into the drive-through, not realizing there's like an, a 10-foot trailer hook <sighs> hitch. It's this tiny little curve, dude. Right, right. It was a three-hour ordeal no yeah yeah we got lodged in i lodged us in there and then to try to back out a trailer from that was man what did you guys did you have to call a a company or no uh what what we ended up doing was uh we we pulled out all the gear i think and like lightened up the trailer (laughs) right right backed it up and put the gear back in um and then they gave us a taco bell for free no way they so they weren't mad at you i always thought you they would be no, mad at you because you just no. cost them three hours worth of revenue <laughs> no no yeah it was uh it was dead i didn't like because oh, we man. didn't break anything we got like we were scraping up the sides with the trailer but yeah. um we didn't damage anything thankfully right. but the guy <laughs> like the, the person we like got locked locked like stuck in there and we thought we were gonna have to call triple a excuse me didn't have to call triple a realized like why don't we just take all the stuff out cool unloaded it backed up they came out, handed us a bag, and they were like, "You guys are good." Oh man, that's yeah. really cool. Amazing that. that they did that. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was super gosh. cool. Um, yeah. Other than the realization that, no. of like, crap, we're Dude, stuck. The, yeah, the, that's the, the worst feeling is, in the world. I ordered all my food before I realized what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even realize you were stuck. <laughs> no, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh that's, man, that's the worst feeling in the world. And for anybody who's who's not pulled a trailer, there are you know there will be moments where you'll just you'll just drop into normal driving mode. You know, most of us mm-hmm. that drive on a normal day. I remember one time with my one of my very first bands, so I was probably a teenager, um, just you know missing a turn. Um, and this was a million years ago. I'm old. So we were doing like map quest directions. So <laughs> classic. Yeah. Just realized I missed a turn and it was, it was winter. It was January. And um, just thinking, Oh, no big deal. I'm just going to turn around in this 
uh, church parking lot. Um, so, you know, go into the parking lot, go to turn around. Notice that it's a it's a pretty steep um, hill oh, like on, the, those, on the like, parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was iced up. I uh, went to turn around and, you know, just turning around like a normal car. Nope just locked up and we slid down slid very very slowly not like anything dangerous but very slowly into where the plow had piled up all the snow and same kind of thing had to pull the gear out had to you know get everybody on the trailer lift it up turn it around yeah it's a rear wheel drive van so you're not once you're on that ice the wheels it's game over yeah you're spinning around yeah so yeah it is it's it's definitely there's uh you know once you add a trailer to the mix it's it's uh it's I think definitely interesting. Touring is definitely giving me giving me like a newfound respect for um like truck drivers and uh drivers of any vehicle that's larger than a standard like 15 yep. passenger or a 15 passenger mm-hmm. van and beyond. Yeah. Like if I see a semi truck driver signaling instantly I slow down, I create a little bit of space so they can yeah. move in. And <laughs> yeah. the yeah. the amount of times start the, feeling bad for I dude. feel your I'm I, it's like that brotherhood of like Yeah, I'm like I got pain, you man. dude. The <laughs> amount of times that I've back. done that and pissed off the person behind me though and oh, have right, them like right, right. zoom out from behind me and zoom right in front of me from where I'm trying to make space. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's experience. And then going back to that word, humbling yourself going, Hey, that guy's doing something that's Hey, he's probably been up for 18 hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's running on little sleep. He's trying to pay attention in a state yeah. that he probably whose driving rules. He doesn't really, really know. Yeah. He's, so like, Give him Gosh. some grace. He's on know? his yeah. seventh Mountain Dew. He only only <laughs> yeah, had taquitos <laughs> or something. Hey, <laughs> or, Mountain yeah. Dew is what corn kept me going dogs. when I was a kid. Dude, no that's... corn dogs left behind. Yeah, yeah roller never... grill corn dogs. Yeah, something that's, like that. That's our rule of the road. No, no corn dogs left behind. What's yeah. your guys's like when you guys go on tour? There's everybody has their snack of choice. What would Ooh. be yours? Are we talking like gas station or like place we stop? Uh, usually gas station. That's what I like. <laughs> okay. If you had to stop at a gas station, mine. Oh shoot! Well, first it's usually a vitamin water. Okay. Okay. And that's that's my drink. Or if I'm driving, any kind of coffee um, that I can I inhale into my bo- body. Sure. Yep. Um, and then food, <sighs> either just pretzels, just plain old, just like those the nugget ones, like oh, a little, like, like a little pretzel bit. rods. Yeah. yeah. Do you like either, them with the peanut or... butter in them? Ooh, I love them with the peanut. If I can find them with the peanut butter in, yeah. Oh. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm those, if we're doing an overnight drive <laughs> where like it's like three or four in the morning when I pull over to fill up and they've just put out those just those like little breakfast sandwiches. Oh, like the eggs, those, egg like, and cheese so- ones Sausage and egg yeah. and cheese and yep. Just like those early in the morning. Oof. Like, oof. Right yep. before you, like, right yep. when you pull up as you're about to take your nap. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Dude. I also, I like, I dig the little like, the little pastry like the danishes oh the little, yeah they have up by the counter really like the little... crappy like without yep. a doubt every gas station has the same brand it's that yep. one like that's I like i don't know Yay what long. brand it is but yep <laughs> the apple the apple danish yeah. mm. i'm all about I'm a... those uh roller grilled corn dogs my brother i don't even know how it started a few years ago he did he got into this like hashtag NCLB, no corn dog left behind. One of our other brothers. Is that what t- that is? That's an actual. Yeah, I don't know. One of my other brothers made him a t-shirt for like for Christmas or something, like ordered it off one of those custom t-shirt sites and, he, and no corn dog like left behind. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag NC- NC- NCLB. 
I guess corn dog's one word, so I don't know. You can it, wait a second. Hold on. I don't know. Consult the iPhone, but uh, I, I've, is... I've seen it. I've seen it in there as as one or as two. Maybe we're about to have to change the hashtag here. No, NCDLB. NCDLB. Dude. Is it showing up as two words? Dude. Look at every single every single manual oh, in no. here. Oh man. I guess that makes sense because a corn dog is just corn and dogs. In in that, in defense of the one word though, there's a box of corn dogs in the fridge and it's all one word. There we go. See, so somebody yeah, so, somebody out there understands. So yeah. th- this is actually this actually lets me off the hook because if I'm ever if I ever walk into a gas station, I'm just totally not hungry or just feeling disgusting because we've been on tour eating garbage yeah. food yep. and I see it written in two words. I do not have to follow NCLB at that point because those are not <laughs> those are not corn dogs. Those are no, corn that's not, that's, dogs. Those are different. <laughs> it's it's the spirit of the rule. No, it's, I'm I'm a letter of the law guy. I'm not a letter of the law guy. That. I respect that. That's 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 it's called like, self control. If I had a hat, I would take it off too. Before before we before we wind down, I did have one more question for you. Yeah. And you mentioned a little earlier about. Um, finding those people you trust and you kind of like hand hand off your music or your creation to mm-hmm. um has there been anyone or is there anyone currently i guess to split into kind of two parts like that you've had the chance to work with that's kind of been like that mentor to you or um has there been any moment like bands you shared the stage with or like had the chance to like talk to that is kind of one of those wow moments of like this is someone who you know I looked up to in the music world that I have had the chance now to work with kind of pick their brain with or something like that. Has there been any of those moments or do you have like any of those people specifically, I guess that you're working with that have been that for you? Absolutely. And I think you, um, you are going to uh, really connect with this. Um, I'm the world, one of the world's biggest fans of a band that doesn't exist anymore. And they're called let live. And so I had the joy um, and it, Joy is a very big understatement to witness that band in multiple live settings and then end up becoming befriending some of those members. Um, Jason Butler is still amazing person. I'll you know, shoot him some text congratulating him on occasion. He's a busy man. But Jeff, their uh, guitar player, well, ended up becoming a really good friend to me uh, and a mentor. And mm-hmm. this is coming from somebody who would go see this band play and just be in awe at what they created it was a movement man and i know you know this because yeah. because mm-hmm. the yeah. first thing i think you and i connected on was that piece yeah that you, you saw on. my you saw my tattoo i right saw there. it right there dude yeah. and i knew i knew a soul punk when i see one dude and like it's <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's unmistakable and i know you know that feeling of what they made you feel so to be able to talk to jeff and then eventually work with him as he uh, actually recorded and produced our first EP, Filthy Animals, that's on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool thing to have him help me metaphorically kill my idols, which it, to me is so important to do in, a, in an industry, in a scene where so many people get distracted and blindsided by idolism and looking at somebody. And I'm sure you've had some people tell you like, hey, you, 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 your music has saved my life or you've done this. And that while that's a very beautiful thing, the most important thing to remember is that they saved their life. You just were the soundtrack there and you just helped guide. They made the ultimate decision. And that's yeah. something that Jelf helped me, Jelf, 
Jeff helped me. You can cut that out. Actually, no, don't cut that out. Jeff helped me <laughs> realize <laughs> that. <laughs> he helped me realize he'll, that. He'll hear this and you can start calling him Jeff. I'm, I'm changing my contact info form right now, actually. <laughs> um, no, he really helped me realize, hey, man, you don't have to, I guess, shove your nose up people's asses uh, yeah. when you meet them to make them feel like you respect them. You just be... And when they see that, it's like any friend, you know, like you build a friendship. And now I, I, I love that guy, dude. Like we're, he's, he reminds me of one of my older brothers. And that to me is a very comforting thing to say because awesome. I, dude, I have so many let live shirts. I listen to that band frequently still in it. Really. Yeah. I, I miss them, dude. Soul punks for life. Like there will never, I don't think there'll be something that has made me, that will make me feel like that again. I, there might be yeah. something that touches like on that concept and spins off, but man, dude, that it's was so was hard rare. to describe to people like what their shows were like mm-hmm. is just as an experience. Yeah. I mean, just, just listening to them for me alone, but even especially like going to see them live, like it, I, I, dude, I can't put it into words. It's, it, it, it's, it was mind boggling. So to be able to uh, make, that kind of like a hey you're yeah. w- what do you think of this type thing y- he'll send me songs that he's working on now and i'm like i can hear the let live influence in there mm-hmm. it's really yeah. cool to get that um awesome. but uh, aside from that like we had um andrew wade mix and master this new uh quite mm-hmm. chaos which andrew wade's a legend he's done yeah. uh, you know um uh day to remember uh he's done so many really solid bands which is wage war too which is amazing to do yeah. but I think the biggest thing for me is getting to work with somebody that I was friends with and I get to see um, flourish. His name's Adam Cisco and he's recorded all of our stuff ever since. And I think to me, that's the biggest thing because it humbles me. I get to look at my friends, not somebody I looked up to, but my friend do amazing work and I'm just in awe of it. So I, I think that's the most, the coolest thing for me. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. I think we've, it's so hard to, one, that you were, you have someone like that that you looked up to in that sense that you're now comfortable enough to just be able to riff ideas off of yeah. and just kind of be like, get get their honest opinion. Um, but also, like you said, like talking about your friend, I think we, we talk about that every time it comes up about like where we want to record and who we want to record with of like, if there's so much about one finding someone that you know is going to give you that honest opinion like you said like they're going to tell you like mm-hmm. when you need to change it to something different but they're also gonna like you can trust when they say no this sounds sick yeah but aside from that just a, a space that you feel comfortable in it's the most that important is thing, created yeah. by that person in that that relationship where you said like because if you're if you're in there and they may be the most talented you know producer of all time and they but if if you're not feeling the vibe if it just feels off and you're creative at least for me creativity is going to go down the drain i'm going to get super tense i'm not distracted yeah i'm just going to want to get in and get out that's not the space to be in so that's i mean it's cool that you have a friend that you've been able to watch do that that i'm sure you go in and you know how each other works you know like you know when he says something like he means it and like kind of the his flow workflow to what works best for him what works best for you and yeah, we're able to basically communicate. He can he can give me the dose of medicine without having to sugarcoat it, and I know that he's coming yeah. from a good place. That's awesome. You know, so. yeah. 
Well, David, thank you so much for being on with us today. Um, thank you, boys, for having when, me. When uh, should people keep their eyes peeled for the next installment um, in this Ish. series? If you can't say a specific date. I can't say a specific soon. date, but I can tell you that we are about 70% done with filming, and Amber's turnover time is less than a week, especially because we live together and I can kind of sit with her and if there anything that needs yeah. to be tied up. So um I would say keep an eye out sometime October ish. Okay. You know, cool. sometime in October. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well awesome. We will be anxiously awaiting that for sure. If you have yeah. not seen the video yet, check it out. We will make sure that we'll we post a link, link below. Yeah, perfect. We'll put a link in the show cool. notes and we'll also put a link to your guys' music and your merch and all of that stuff so that people can support you. Yeah. Go go follow Takers Leavers on the all the socials, all, all the, the socials. grams. Go follow. <laughs> there's multiple grams. Oh yeah, there's there's golden grams. There's all the grams. There's uh, uh, there's I'm, uh, there's a cinnamon golden grams. Oh yeah, there's uh, I think that's it. There's golden grams and cinnamon. <laughs> there's, there's there's the chocolate ones. I right. want to answer, answer my own question earlier. By the way, my favorite snack is trail mix. When you pour more M&Ms oh, yeah. into it, that's how, all rude, I'm how rude of us! <laughs> how rude of us not to ask you? We just went on forever about our own yeah. snacks. Okay, no, wait. Is that your favorite? Give us a drink and a snack. Go. Uh, drink. You already know. Got to hydrate. Yes, I <laughs> Why didn't even ask that question. But snack, I, I'm like not even joking when I say I do this. I go to Costco, buy the big bag of trail mix, and then I buy another Costco bag of peanut M&Ms, and I'll dump the whole bag of peanut M&Ms in there, <laughs> shake it up. The best snack you'll ever eat. Thank so me if you. Say, if, if you took anything away from the podcast today, it's that normal trail mix does not have enough peanut M&Ms. It doesn't in, cut so. it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having <laughs> me, dude. It was, yeah, absolutely, was a huge David. Blessing. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with us. Yeah, hopefully hopefully this, uh, hopefully this, we're heading in the right direction and in, in all this COVID stuff, and we'll be able to get back out there and see you soon. So. I think we will, dude. I hope so, too. All right. Well, absolutely. thanks again, man. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.